Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, baby. My name's Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris. Mike, what's up, baby? Yo, some team is coming to your town like this weekend, right? Mm. Gangrene. Gangrene in the city. I cannot wait. We got Dan Scampoli coming out. We got Chris Fox coming out, Mike. We got the boys coming out for the game. I'm really excited. Uh, we're going to get into that game in a moment. We got to get into this putrid trash that was last week. Before we do that, you see on the right side of the screen, guys, joining us today, lifelong Jet fan. I've known him for 30 plus years now that we're old, man. Good friend of mine. Good friend of uh, Mike's as well. Chris Schleich. Schleich, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. We're going to get to your opinion in a moment because there's a reason Mike wants you on this specific episode. We'll touch on that in a second, Schleich, if you don't mind. Mike, before we do that, last week's game. Um, where do we even start with, with this team and with this game and with Zach Wilson and, you know, just all the oddity that is Jets fans and all of us debating Zach Wilson and, you know, there's, there's still people on his camp. I get it. I understand it. Nothing wrong with attempting to see a glass as half full. Yeah. This glass has already been smashed on the ground. Okay? There's no half full anymore. There's no alternate reality theories, even though, Mike, you have a few, which we're going to get to in a moment, which are kind of funny. Um, I think most Jet fans, if, if we haven't already had this conversation over and over again this year, I think we've seen enough. I think we know what the deal is with Zach. And I think what would have been refreshing, Mike, it would have been great. And we're going to get into this game. I just, Mike, I just got to start off and get into Salah real quick. It would have been nice to hear the coach. He got questioned by Michael K. Would have been nice to hear him have a definitive thought process and answer. Um, And even even a suggestion in his mind that he would consider pivoting to, God forbid, a Trevor Simeon, who can't be worse than Zach has been. Um, Mike, when you heard Salah, and we're going to talk about this game, I just want to get into your thoughts on Salah real quick. When you heard his... His comments on the Michael K show and not having a clear idea what he wants to do at the quarterback position. He's been so bad. Zach Wilson, would you replace him? And he says, I want to plead the fifth. What are, what are Jet fans supposed to make of that, Mike? There's really not much they can make about it except the fact that we have a leader that is not aware and not in control of the current situation. You know, the worst thing that could happen to a professional is when you're asked a question you just stare into the darkness or stare into space and have no idea on how to answer it. There's a way to answer questions when you don't know something. That's that's professionalism one-on-one. So for him on live radio to basically plead the fifth and go straight constitutional on all of us, that was a bad sign, especially in the New York market. Yeah. Not a good look, Robert. Not a good look. You basically can pivot around the question. There's ways to specifically speak when people ask you direct questions. So I didn't like the answer. I'm not saying we fire him over it. Not a good PR move, Keith, and not a good look for the New York Jets. No, it wasn't, man. And the game itself, Mike, was just... When we did the podcast part of the game, we looked at the stats. We said the Chargers are probably the worst pass defense in this league. We thought the Jets throw the ball a lot. They did. I think, how many times Zach threw? He threw it 49 times or something crazy, right, in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was kind of the path to success. The only problem is he's not good at passing the ball. No. So, Mike, you had a really good point when it comes to checkdowns and things like that with Zach. We'll get into that also. But just another game here with Zach where I know some people came away from the game saying, oh, well, you know, his quarterbacking rating was slightly higher, this and that. Well, QBR is what you really want to look at. His QBR was a 17 in this game. Uh, it was the lowest he's had of any game besides that Patriot game of the season. 
and another bad game from Lazard, ironically enough. Just out of disgust. Out of disgust, Chris Schleich dropped Alan Lazard last week. Out of the same level of disgust, Michael Agaris picked him up and dropped him this week. Only for me in desperation to have to pick him up and play him this week. Because I have nobody to play in fantasy football. My whole team's hurt in bye weeks. Hysterical. But Mike, the game itself was a winnable game. Yeah. The Chargers, only 200, I think, 70 yards of offense the whole day. 136 yards for Herbert. Eckler had a couple of rushing touchdowns. I get it, but didn't really hurt us too much. They didn't do anything on offense. The defense shut them down the whole day. We still lose the game. It's just so disheartening to feel like we're going to have another great defense that's putting us in position to win every single game we play, probably besides the Cowboy game. Every game we've played, we either have won or have been in a position to win. We just don't have the offense to get it done, Mike. Where are you at after this game, Mike, when it comes to the team, when it comes to Wilson? I know we talked about Salah and his, his, his messaging, but going into this Raider game, Kind of seems like Zach's in another spot, Mike, just like before that Chiefs game, where the whole world's calling for his head and the Raider game's coming up. Just his performance as a whole, it, it just seems like, Mike, where he started out as a rookie, I know people yeah. have said they see improvement, and where he's at now, the the level of improvement, Mike, is microscopic. And you just look at the stats and it, and it bears it out when you look at the statistics over his career, Mike. But we're not seeing any growth, and the question is here, we're 4-4, four and four, Right. We have a chance here still. We have maybe Aaron Rodgers coming back in December. Mike, what do we do? What do you what do we do right now? Do you just stick with Zach and say, screw it, and stick our head in the sand? Or do we do what people have been saying for three or four weeks is maybe look at another option, give Trevor Simeon a sand? What do you think, Mike? I mean, the part that confuses me is what the outrage that we're seeing on social media from fans about Zach. I mean, Zach is Zach. He's been the same quarterback that he's been from last year to his rookie year to now. He's not someone who particularly processes what he's seeing in real time and being able to make quick decisions. He's not someone that really takes care of the ball. Um, he's not someone that really is able to credibly run on offense. And we kind of knew that already. I mean, we knew that from the beginning when Aaron Rodgers went down. And what's wild, we were watching PFF. Uh, I was watching PFF earlier today um, and they were doing an analysis on the New York Jets. They were talking about the upcoming game against the Raiders and who they thought would, would win. And one of the uh, one of the people there was saying that they just didn't like the way Aiden O'Connell against the Jet defense. And they went and listed all the top quarterbacks that the Jet defense has played. And it's true. The Jet defense has absolutely destroyed most all quarterbacks. I mean, you saw Justin Herbert didn't even get um, 150 passing yards last week. No, no touchdowns, right? Was sacked a number of times. But in the same reciprocal fashion, Zach almost mirrors opposite QB play this season. Wild, wild stat. Yeah. That is why we're four and four. I mean, you just look at it. We have a ridiculous Super Bowl level defense. And our offense is literally one of the worst because of the way the quarterback plays. But why yeah. is this surprising? And this is why I wanted Chris to come on because... Like, I personally wasn't really that surprised that we lost because we had won three straight, and I know we're not that good. I understand the dynamic on this team. So when we lost, I was like, okay, got it. We lost. You know, Zach played bad. There were a bunch of fumbles. I kind of – I kind of – I was – I was I was upset that we lost, but I kind of, like, knew what Zach was. Chris – the person on this on this uh, uh, feed right here, Chris, sent me an amazingly 
emotional message. He usually doesn't do that. He said, I am so done with this team, Mike. It's ridiculous. We would lose to the Cardinals <laughs> if we played them tomorrow. He said, and, I, and then I texted him back. I said, this ain't easy being green. You know what I'm saying? I say that to a lot of Jeff fans, you know, promote, you know what I'm saying? He responds, this isn't about being green, Mike. It's about being treated as if we're stupid. He's like, we've reached the same point as last year. Unless we make changes at QB, we will lose every game left. Like, so let's just step back. We literally played all these playoff teams and won three games with Zach Wilson, or excuse me, four games with Zach. We know what we're going to get. We're not going to lose all the games going forward. We're going to lose a bunch of them. Not all of them because the team's already proven it can win with Zach at quarterback. You know, so I wanted to ask Chris, one, why the emotional response? You're very level-headed. You're one of the most level-headed, smoothest, keenest guys I know. Like, you don't get pissed. You were irate against the, the Chargers. What, what you know, brought you out to be so angry? And then why this we're going to lose every game when you know what Zach is and you know what this team can do? So uh, here's what I think. So last last week's game was atrocious. Okay, um, we were playing the worst pass defense in the NFL, and we looked like the worst offense in the NFL playing the worst defense. You know, we yeah. we couldn't move the ball. We couldn't do anything. The offense was predictable. They're like, it's first down. Let's run the ball. It's second down. We're passing. It's third down. We're passing. You know, three and out. You know, like, I think we converted three of 17 third downs in that game against the worst passing defense in the NFL. Like, I mean, this is the game where you expect Zach to be like, okay, this is the game where he could have the Kansas City game, right? Yep. And he had the opposite of that. Yeah. You know, it was terrible. And it made me go back and look, all right, last year, we, we won a few games with uh, Zach Right, we went. I think we were like six and three or something like that. I don't remember yeah. the number. And like we were winning games, but it wasn't because of Zach. It was because yeah, of everyone not throwing around, touchdowns. Everyone yeah. around, Brees Hall making some weird, crazy plays that got us in. And then, then he went out. And then like we couldn't make any of these plays anymore. And all the NFL had like enough blueprint on the team. Like this is what this team can do. All we got to do is like stop this, and this team's not going to beat us. Yep. And we started to play even like the trashiest teams in the NFL. And we're like, this is embarrassing to watch. We can't even win the game. I feel like we've reached that same point now where regardless of who we've beaten in the past, there's enough okay. blueprint, enough footage out there for this season to say, all right, we're going to stack the box on on, uh, on Brees Hall. We're going to have our defense sit back in zone. And we're going to try to make Zach beat us. And it's the minute they make the mistake. Zach's not going to look at the, all the checkdowns that they're going to be giving him. He's going to try to force the ball to make that big play to make up for whatever mistake that he made before. Yeah. And he ends up holding the ball for like six seconds and it's a sack or he throws a bad pass. He he hangs on to looking at Wilson for too long. And then his mm -hmm. next target is Lazard who drops the ball. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> man, it's a cascading effect when you have a bad quarterback too. It affects everything else. I know. I mean, I don't. Mike, I know what Chris is saying because watch we should have lost the Giants game. Yep. And I mean any any other team would have we would have lost to. The Giants just happened to have the quarterback get hurt and then run the ball the rest of the day. Uh we did lose this most recent game. So coming off those two performances in a row, where I don't know what happened to Zach, but like he felt like 
it's not even just it's not even just those two performances, Chris. After since the Chiefs game, right? Since the Chiefs game, the, the, you mentioned the three for seventeen last week. The Jets are ten for fifty five in third down conversions. That's the past four games in a row, guys. That's an eighteen percent clip. Most teams are at around sixty percent, right? Jets are at eighteen percent since then. His QBR rating is a thirty one. The past four games, NFL average is like a sixty five. So you're talking about a guy that since the Chiefs game has been back to playing as bad as he's always been. Right. The only thing that's happened, like Chris mentioned a moment ago, same thing happened last year where they won five of six games and he didn't throw a touchdown last year. That's happening again this year. But when you win, you kind of get lulled into, oh, well, we're winning. And like Mike mentioned, well, well, you've seen him win with Zach. Mike, they didn't win with Zach. They won games in spite of Zach this year. That's how I, I don't look at it like, oh, he's the quarterback and they won. They did because of the defense, because of Brees Hall. And I can't disagree, Mike. They've won four games already with Zach Wilson. They beat the Bills. They beat the Eagles. These are are good teams. But in my mind, they returned a punt in overtime to beat the Bills. They had a lot. They they turned over Josh Allen four times. They turned over Jalen Hurts three times. Right? Like, the defense, even versus the Broncos. They only had five field goals. They returned a kick. They returned an interception or a fumble return at the end of defense. I mean... It's tough. We're in a tough spot here with Zach because, and Mike, you you sent a stat out the other day about the offense since 2011. Jet fans, I don't know if you even understand. I, I know you know because you've watched it. But just to put it in perspective, guys, here's our offensive rankings since 2010, starting 2011. 25th, 30th, 25th, 22nd. Then we have that 2015 season. We're ranked 10th. The anomaly. 2016, we're 26th. 2017, 28th. 29th, 32nd, 32nd, 26th, 25th. Right now, we're 31st. Not only are we 31st, I went and looked back. Our 31st, our number 31 right now ranking, we're averaging less yards than teams from a few years ago that were last in the league. This is actually our worst offense of any of them. Yeah, it Not is. even close. It is. You know, Mike, not even close. Yeah. And this is as bad as it's been since 2011, but with the best defense by far we've had since 2009 2010 mike so the 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 correlation between those two things you have eight touchdowns in eight games right so we have to stop like jet fans have to stop i don't mind anyone being positive about whoever our quarterback is if it's zach wilson if it's mike white if it's joe flacco whoever the hell it is we have to stop pretending like zach wilson's getting us anywhere though because there's still a small segment of jet fans that are doing that and making it seem like everyone else is living in reality is being negative yeah, I feel like the coach is caught up in that shit too, Mike. Yeah, I want to just say LaFleur, we ran him out. The Jets were averaging 17.2 points per game around there. Um, right now, they're averaging like 14.8 with Hackett. That is with better personnel, right? A quote-unquote confident Zach Wilson, and we're worse, okay? So I, everything you said, completely agree, 100%. Here, here's what it's going to come down to. The Jets are i believe will win sunday they have to okay um they're better than the raiders period i really don't care if they're smoking cigars and everything that happened they're better and aiden o'connell is going to get his ass beat on sunday you'll be there to watch it um in my opinion they might as well just punt on first down and just give it to the defense every damn play and we'll take care of business with a punt back you know like whatever but um you know i think we w uh if zach struggles again uh you know, just like he did, and we lose this game. This is oh, 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 oh! Hold on a second. We gotta, 
we got a we got a um, wait a minute. We got a Raider fan trying to chime in here. We got a Raider fan trying to chime in. Look, can we Mike pause for a second? We're gonna get to this Raider game. I'm, I'm not. We we haven't we were, fully. We'll get to this Raider game in a moment. Let's finish wrapping up the Charger game. He's watching. Me. He's watching the feeds. Jacobs averaging three point three yards carry this year. Not, but I'll tell you what. The Jets' rush defense is not great this year. Uh, no, that's where you, no. if you want to attack us, that's where you attack us. Yeah, Sam Poli, yeah. pause button. We'll get to you in a moment. We'll, Our we'll friend right now, he's going to be in Las Vegas with me this weekend watching the game. Uh, Mike, there's some, there's some startling things from this game, though. I want the, the, a few positives to get to, too, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, a sack and a half for Bryce Huff. Mike, I think he's up to five sacks now. <clears throat> the past month, Bryce Huff's really come along. That's a positive. Will McDonald sighting everybody. Got yeah. his first half sack for the Young Bucks, so that's good. Jermaine Johnson got another half, uh, another half sack. Four and a half sacks from the season. And JFM, give this man some love. Had a sack, three pass deflections, hit the quarterback three other times. He played well. On the day, though, the strangest out of the whole day, Mike, the Jets had the ball 35 minutes of the game. Yeah. And it's like, this thing that like makes no, the stats of the game, it makes you want to bang your head to the wall. You're like, how did they shut the Chargers down, run this many plays, and only have six points? It's like, it's almost impossible. I know Zach didn't have a great day. He had 49 attempts. But he got sacked eight times. Yeah. And this is during the game, Mike, and you alluded to it. I think uh, Schleich mentioned it also. These are the things that sometimes Jet fans, like my cousins of mine, like, oh, he had 33 completions. Scooby rating was an 80. <laughs> That's nice. Mike, you mentioned something that was so sharp, and it was an analysis you mentioned about the check down passes with Zach. Yeah, Manning. Can you get into so that this, real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this came from the Manning cast. Essentially, guys, um, what Peyton and Eli were saying is that, you know, the nuance around playing quarterback, you know, sometimes you can't capture that in statistics. And Zach is missing a lot of that. Um, when it comes to checkdowns, as a quarterback, Peyton would see his progressions, his first and second reads wouldn't be there. He wouldn't just immediately throw to his check down because if he did, it was too early and the defensive player would be able to catch him. What he would do is allow the defense to expand so that when he did check it down, the check down would get more yak. And it's not just something that you just are taught, you just learn it, right? It's nuance. It's nuance as part of the game and quarterbacks just get that timing. I mean, guys, you'll see uh, uh, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes will be third and 15. He's looking and then he knows when to step up in the pocket, nimble through the whole thing. Like it's just, and then he just goes for like, that's just quarterbacks feel it. Zach doesn't have that type of feeling. He'll just be like, oh, it's out there, boom. And then the guy gets hit because he's thinking, he's thinking mechanically and not letting the game come to him, letting him feel the game. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, that's, uh, you know, we look at it like, wow, he's made progress because last year he couldn't even hit his damn checkdowns. It was basically a throwaway or an interception. Now he's actually getting the ball. It's not really doing much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we look at it like, oh, wow, he's really, so, I thought that was really strong insight from the man. That makes sense. Uh, because they played it and they're just like, he doesn't, yo, that play where he could have got a first down by just running it and he just, he just dumped oh my it off. God. Like, what are you doing? You know why? Because he's not seeing the field uh, key. He's yep. just mechanically not there, not there. Let me get it there. Not just in the moment and just letting the game, you know what, I'm, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's the problem exactly. with Zach. That's the problem with Zach. Yeah, and you saw in the stat book what Mike is saying. Uh, six catches for Michael Carter for only 24 yards because he'd catch the ball and just get annihilated. Like, And it, these checkdowns for other teams are always super effective. When you watch the Jets 
defense, usually teams, their checkdowns work well against us because they have everything else shut down. Uh, for us, we can't manage to do it. First, like Mike said, Zach couldn't even get the ball to the checkdown uh, running back or whoever, if it's a receiver, but, you know, usually it's a running back. And now this year he is getting the ball out to him, but he's just doing it right away because he's panicking. So the guys are, oh, the, the guys haven't set yet. They're blowing him right up. I mean, 33 completions and to only have 260 yards is not amazing on the season. He's averaging around six yards of completion right at the bottom of the league. So, yeah. uh, Mike, the stats do lend itself to that. We're going to get onto this Raider game too, guys, but um, only one pass touchdown for Zach since week four. So even though we've been winning these games, man, and that one pass touchdown was a two-yard pass to Brees mm-hmm. Hall that he then ran down the field 70 yards. So um, that's kind of where we're at. Um, I know Garrett Wilson's walking off the field saying it's hard to look defensive players in the eye, Mike. That's mm-hmm. a guy That's a guy just keeping it real. That's a yep. dude just keeping it real. Because he he probably had his worst game last week, too. Mike dropped a couple balls. Not like him. I mean, you don't see Garrett Wilson drop anything. Lazard, we haven't talked about much, man. This dude, I mean, we jo- I joked around about him, but... He's getting opportunities to make big plays. Like, he's in positions. It seems like the time Zach does scramble out and heave it and make a good pass, it's to this guy, and he drops it. So even when this kid does something right, the teammates haven't, at least the last couple games, haven't had to pick him up, um, which is a tough spot to put him in. But if Zach plays like this the whole year, the season projected over 17 games is 11 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 3,400 yards. And at this pace, guys, 65 sacks he would have taken. That's incredible. Um, that's, that's rough. Incredible. That's incredible. Um, that's rough. Yeah, I saw that on the bottom screen there. If someone does want to send a link to Scampoli, you can jump on this anytime you want. If you want to talk about the Raiders, pal. Because we're going to get into those Raiders right now, Mike. I think we covered everything with the Jets. Like yeah. we said in the Charger game, Mike, they shut Herbert down. They did everything they had to do defensively. What can you do? Um, the offense really dragged us back down. Zach dragged us back down. We'll see how this goes moving forward. But now we got another game coming up, Jets Raiders, Michael, versus a team that you now I haven't watched that many Ranger game uh Raider games this year, Mike. I went to one versus the Packers. Um, the team is in complete chaos. We know they just fired their quarterback. Wasn't chaos. Now yep. they're maybe getting back on track here. They got Antonio Pierce there, who I like a lot, a lot of people like a lot. The whole situation with Josh McDaniel, Mike, considering that it's almost like he's an extension of the Patriots franchise. To see him fail again spectacularly. Someone who just has always rubbed me the wrong way, and then he did it in Denver, came back to the Pats, back to the Raiders, now fails again. Mike, when you heard the reports coming out, when you hear there's a team meeting and players are just putting him on blast. Yeah. And then Antonio Pierce comes in, kind of saves the day, right? incredible. And then he takes issue just with the fact that Pierce mentioned the The Patriots Patriots? from 2007? It's it's 17 years. What are you doing? You want to talk about not? And And then he was subsequently let go. It was like three hours later. So, disaster mode, reset, big win for the Raiders last week. Pierce, just like most people think, Jock Jacobs is, he's not, they weren't able to get him going this year yet. Last week he played okay. Only 3.2 yards to carry for him, Mike. But Jacobs and Devontae Adams, that's their guys. And and you have McDaniel trying to outsmart the play. Look, Jacoby Myers is good and he's playing well. He's doing great. Me and you thought he would do good as Adams number two. We thought he would play right. good off him. And he's doing right. good. But there's games they're targeting him 13 times. And Adams isn't even getting the ball. You know, you're like, what are you doing? Like, even if that guy's double covered, you can throw to him. You know, so the Raiders have been interesting to watch. Because, Mike, when I dug into the stats, too, on defense, a little bit better than I thought. The squad. We know Max Crosby causes problems. So when it comes to the pass game, they're eighth in the NFL in pass, which is pretty good. And giving up 192 yards a game. Jets are number three, only 137. No one's pass- Nobody's passing the ball on your boys. And ain't no Connell. You ain't going to do it either, pal. Um, and then when it comes to the rushing attack, 
The Jets, we know, are 30th in the league. We're getting about a buck 37. Raiders, 31st. So when you actually get into the numbers, the defenses stack up pretty evenly. Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Is that? Wait a second. Dan Scampoli popping in here. Silver and black jumping on the we're podcast. Live. Right, Dan? We're live, baby. Yeah, well, that's how we do on here, man. Yeah, we're live. Welcome. We're live, pal. We were just talking about Dan, um, and you've watched every Raider game, so you can probably fill us in on this a little bit better. Jets, Raiders, when you actually look at the stats of the defenses, Jets are ranked a little higher. You guys are right in the middle of the pack, but actually the Raiders defense and Jets are like the same. You guys have been really, really bad against the rush and pretty good against the pass. So when you're looking at a team like the Jets in the, this week, where I don't even know if either team can pass the ball. Both teams are probably so. going to run the ball. No. I mean, our some of our friends were saying this could be one of the worst games of ever on television, Dan. They might not be wrong. <laughs> However, it'll probably lead. Just if you look, if you look at the personnel, each team throwing out offensively, right? Yeah. And then you look at the defenses. Like, I don't think either either quarterback's gonna have a big day. Chance for the running backs to do well, which I don't I just think this is gonna be an ugly ass game. A Dan all the way to the end. Someone's gonna win by a field goal, I think, at the end of the game. That's where my head's at on the game. I, yeah. I don't think the Raiders can move the ball because I think the smart play would be to do what everybody's doing against the Raiders is double Adams and then put your best corner on Jacoby Myers. And if the Jets do that, our wide receivers are out of the game. Uh, Jacobs would be the, I don't know. I mean, the Jets defense, I think is probably top two in the league. And with the Raiders offense right now, with a rookie quarterback who's making his Mm -hmm. third start, who hasn't necessarily looked good. I just don't think the Raiders can move the ball. I think the only way the Raiders win this game is if Wilson has one of those Zach yeah. Wilson games where he just turns the ball over like crazy. Well, there you go. And that's the yeah. thing here, why this game, even though this is the thing, the game's either going to be the absolute, it's going to be like the other night versus the Chargers, or it's going to be just wildly entertaining because of what you just said. Because the reason, the thing here is that Aiden O'Connell has only played a few games. We don't know if Aiden O'Connell is going to be some mistake-prone guy who makes boneheaded plays. He's only played a few games. We know Zach Wilson's that guy. Yeah. We know if you have Max Crosby running down your back all day and Zach Wilson, for Jeff fans, that's the scariest thing you can possibly think about. Like, absolutely frightening to think that teams with a regular pass rush that are just blitzing an extra guy are shaking. Now you got Max Crosby, the best in the league. So that's scary, Mike, to think about that. But I do think... We run the ball. I mean, look, we can't pass the ball. We run the ball okay. Raiders are giving up a lot of rushing yards. Raiders, you would think, should rush the ball okay. But with Jacobs this year, they haven't really got it going. Dan, you know better than us what, what, what's happening with the offense. With um, McDaniel was kind of confusing every week with the way the touches went, the targets went to the receivers. I don't know why Jacobs was just destroying the whole league last year. And then this year is averaging 3.2 yards. He's not worse. You saw it last week. He's not a worse running back. Do you think that was a byproduct of McDaniel and just whatever they were trying to do with him this year? I think it's got to be. Don't know if this for Ben. Maybe the, he was coming stale players. I mean, you saw it with that. Like, so at one point, you just lose the locker room. And your whatever you're saying goes right past the players. They don't believe in you. They don't trust you. They don't – and it's not even like the Raiders – offensive line was playing bad they were playing pretty good but Jacobs had no he had no lanes and I think even when he did he wasn't hitting them which was crazy like you said compared to last year I I mean to me this this is 
This is a game, it's either turnovers and in the trenches. It's going to be run, 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 kick a field goal. I, I, I mean, that's yeah. the game we're looking at. And it's it's, it's great for us because we get to watch it on uh, Sunday Night Football in the stadium. But, I mean, we should just apologize to America. Yeah, yeah, I feel bad. This this is going to be a game, like you said, the Jets offense right now is ranked 31st. The Raiders offense right now is ranked 29th. The Raiders are getting 275 yards of offense. Jets 272. That is absolutely putrid levels of offense right there from both teams. Rushing the ball. Raiders are, only, Raiders are right at the bottom of the league right now at 76 yards a game. Jets are about a 103. But passing the ball, Raiders around 200 yards. Jets are only a 169. Points scored, Jets 16.5. Raiders 17. So, don't expect a high-scoring game. Thank God the Giants exist for all of us. Just yeah. down there, just slumming it up like scrubs, averaging about 10 a game. Look like a literally a JV football team. Um, I'm happy they exist. But I do think this is going to be a big Greg Zerline game for the Jets, Mike. Because I think what now, like Dan said, Zach can be the reason. There goes Chris like popping back up on here. Uh, we got the whole PTI thing going today. Um, like, like we mentioned, this could be a game where you worry about Zach blowing it first, Mike, because when, th- when we're so closely comparable to another team where they have a bad offense, we have a bad offense, their defense and our defense is kind of have the same strengths and weaknesses. It's a game where you do worry about Zach Wilson. Now he hasn't had that five interception, four interception disaster game last week, turn the ball over a couple times, obviously, but that's what I'm worried about. But on the flip side, if you're a Raider fan, what you're worried about is this is becoming a field possession game because just defense is so good. And that's just field goaling you to death. Because if you can't move the ball at all, um, I don't know. We have Zerline. He's a big weapon in the indoor stadium in the Legion. I've been in there, guys. He's going to be bombing balls. My boy's yeah. going to be putting him in. If needed, he's ready to knock a 60 in right in Dan's face if it has to happen. If it has to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of field goal attempts on Sunday. That's why I feel I like think, it comes, guys. I think the two biggest uh, risks for Jets taking an L are, one, what you said, Zach, and what he can do uh incorrectly turning the ball over obviously max crosby is an absolute nightmare they're probably going to put him on the right side you know they're not going to put nine up on becton but um the other thing that i think about is that whenever you take a team like what the rate the raiders were and shake it up like they have you honestly don't really know what you're going to get because yeah, we knew what they were under McDaniel's and under that in that framework, you were like, okay, we probably should take this W. We should take this W, but I don't know what Pierce is gonna do. You know, you don't know what type of philosophies he's gonna be working up this week. It's that we haven't even the team hasn't prepared for. So I don't know exactly how what this Raider team is gonna look like on Sunday. And it is has talent. Let's make no mistake. Uh, Adams is the most talented player on offense, period. Jacobs, Max Crosby on defense, right? Marcus Peters, that team has talent. So a good coach who understands, and I don't even know if Pierce is a good coach or not. All I do know is is he's got that team believing once again. And when you get men to believe in a purpose, you could do amazing things. So I think those are the two risks I see going into Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, you see my wife creeping in the back, guys. Little Asian woman right there. Don't worry about that. She's not here to assault me or anything. Um, but yeah, I can see you. Emma can hear you because this is live, babe. So if you want to prove the room, that's cool. Yeah, hide behind the couch. I'm help. Um, yeah, but also, Mike, the first the first time he coached the game, Pierce, they smacked the Giants. Oh. Much, to the, much to the chagrin of all our Giants fans, 30 to 6 beatdown. That's kind of how you want to start it out. And, my, and Dan, you saw last week, they didn't do anything too complicated. The Raiders were like, we're going to do, we're going to play. He said what he's going to do, Pierce, for the game. Yeah. Jacobs, Adams, defense, that's it. That's what we're going to do. And they smack the Giants. 
So I don't think like I think Daniels, he's out here, he's trying to make Daniels trying to get things too complicated. I mean, if you had players like Jacobs and Adams and Myers is a good receiver too. Um, they have good tight end weapons on the on the on the Raiders. The defense is pretty solid, probably much better than people realize. Um, for the Raiders, like I don't know why you have to get too complicated with them. like you said, Mike. They had plenty of talent. Um, the team on paper is not as bad as it was playing at the beginning of this year. Um, I know Dan's not a big fan of the quarterback, but aside from that, I mean, there's some weapons there on offense. So we'll see how it shakes out. This is, like, I think no matter what, there's going to be a close one. The Raiders and the Jets always play close games. Let's go around and get some predictions here before we sign out of here. Mike, Chris Schleich, what do you think this weekend? Raiders, Jets, possible shit show here in Las Vegas. Give me a prediction and give me a score. I don't think it's going to be that high of a scoring game. I think that uh, the wheels are off now on the Jets, and I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong, but I, like I said before, I think we're going downhill from here. And the hope of Aaron Rodgers coming back at the end of the season is just hope. Like, it's it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, like, I don't know, maybe we're better off, like, not even having Rodgers play next year. And this way we at least know that we get a shot at, like, some of these quarterbacks that could end up being trade pieces, like... Kyler Murray or maybe Justin Fields. Oh, well, hold, hold, hold on, hold on one second. That's what he said to me before the show. Keith he, he, Schleich said that he would rather have Kyler Murray or um, Justin Fields than have uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's what he said. Oh, yeah. I don't know about like. Well, I, I mean, if he's just that. if he's talking long term, then I mean, I mean, he has an argument to make. Justin Fields. I don't know about that. That's not. I mean, I I don't know if I would I would take him over Rodgers. Um, either of those would be something I have to think about because I think Rodgers, hypothetically next year, healthy, motivated, coming off tearing his Achilles in one play for the Jets, that's going to be someone you want as your quarterback for sure, or I would want. Like, I know I haven't seen like the Eye or Tiger and Justin Fields yet or Kyler Murray. You know, I haven't seen them go through any adversity at all. Um, in fact, we've seen the opposite. We've seen them get super emo every single time something happens. Um, with those guys, don't feel like that's a great fit here in New York. I feel like Kyler Murray might be the worst, psychologically, the worst type of guy to be here because um, he just seems soft as hell to me. What do I know yeah. about Kyler Murray? He's the toughest guy in the world. Um, that's outside looking in. But if there's a young quarterback to get, you know, Kirk Cousins is only 35. He's, only, he's 43 years old. Um, there, there's guys out there, but I think Rodgers will be back next year. But you mentioned hope and like, look, man, 95% of this world wakes up every day and they're just going off hope, brother. You know what I'm saying? They're looking up in the sky, praying to invisible beings, just hoping they get through the goddamn day. So I'll have some hope. Rodgers will come back by December. But it's not going to matter if they don't get some wins now. To Chris's point, if we keep stacking up losses, Rodgers ain't coming back. So these yeah. games are meaningful. Like, just, just these games we're throwing away, like the Chargers game, Um, obviously we know they're meaningful, but they just mean so much because it does Rodgers come back or not when we get to December. Um, Because if we're in it by that, that commander game, he could actually play the game, but... Besides the point, Dan, what do you think this weekend? Raiders, Jets, how do you think it's going to shake out? So my brain said that Brees Hall is going to have a huge day. Uh, he's going to have a huge day at check down and run football. But my heart is bought into Antonio Pierce, so we're going 13-10 home team. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that as a, as a likely score. Mike, what do you think? Jets, Raiders this weekend. I have a feeling I know which way you're going because you're feeling good about this game, Mike. So, Chris, you think you, you said again that Jets are going to lose? To the Raiders? So, what I think is that, like I was kind of getting to before, that, like, I think the blueprint is now there for the on the Jets. And you don't need to be, like, a fan who knows a lot about defenses or anything to see that 
right now, if I'm if I'm coaching the other team, I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna wait for the Jets to make a mistake, and then I'm just gonna capitalize on that. I'm not gonna do anything crazy on offense that's gonna cause a turnover or anything. I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna play the three and out game until the Jets make a mistake, take advantage of the field position, and and win the game against them. Because at some point, the Jet defense is gonna get tired or or they're going to get frustrated with Zach Wilson now keep putting them in this situation and and they're not going to have like that intensity left in them they're going to be like how many more times we're going to have to do this bail him yeah. out so let me ask you a question how many times have we just ready to write off Zach and what happens when we're like it's over you know right what happens chris look you've been watching few, the games he had a few okay games no, by no means were any of these games great and and you can even argue that in that KC game that KC get the KC defense like was just being laid back and like they weren't they weren't like playing the same intensity because they knew they they're going to have the game you know like yeah playing I, that, I, know, I don't disagree I don't disagree I don't disagree with you but the fact is is this team is four and four for a reason it has an elite defense and it has the worst offense in the NFL <laughs> okay, so you're gonna get absolutely wildness. You're gonna get wildness week to week. Okay, and for some reason, when it's up against the wall and Zach's about to get booted out of the stadium and he send to Los Huevos, he comes out and plays good enough to keep his job. I don't know why he does, and I expect him to do the same thing this week. If it if the trend continues, he'll play good enough for them to win, and they'll win because they should win. And again, if they make mistakes, if, if Pierce gets the team doing stuff that we don't even know, yeah, they could definitely take an L, but I expect this team to win. And if they don't, I will say right here that Zach Wilson will not be the starter going forward. I will just yeah. I will say, say that 100,000%. If they don't win and Zach plays like crap, he won't be the starter going. Is there a the chance he gets yanked in this game? Do you see possible. it? Possible. You think so? Well, yeah. Possible. Yeah. Possible. Right. Possible. I mean, I think we're there now with the yanking. I think we're at that point now. I mean, Salah didn't say it when he was asked because he had no answer that was coherent when he was asked about the quarterback situation. It was kind of everything came out of his mouth. Just like he was surprised by the question somehow. But um, if he stinks in this game, Shlai got a good point. The Chargers' defense, pass defense, is the worst in the league, and he looked like the worst quarterback on the planet for them. Like, so who else are we going to play? That's a, you don't play, you're not going to play a worst pass defense, you know? So, I mean, then the, the Raiders are in the middle of the pack, but they're rushed. Their, their um, pressure rate versus quarterbacks pretty high. And they're, they're um, right with the Jets. I think the Raiders here, Raiders 24 sacks on the season, Jets at 22. So they're getting after it just like the Jets at the quarterback. So Mike, I don't know. I think that um, this is a game you could see Zach at yanked if he's stinking it up. I don't know if I buy in necessarily. I know this year his back was against the wall, and then he had a good game versus the Chiefs. Um, last year, he had a whole run where he didn't even throw a touchdown and were winning games. He kind of just flew under the radar. Yeah. And then had the game versus the Pats where he got benched, and then he came back, and he just played not good. You know, he just – it's almost like he's such a disaster that if he just even approaches the world of mediocrity, it's like we all think he played some great game. We got to get out of that mindset. Um, that's where that's where you end up with defenses like offenses, Mike, 32nd, 31st, 32nd, like every single year, like we had because we're so bad for so long. We think a game like he had versus the Chiefs is great. We all, you know, we're like, oh my god, and we lost the game. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I think that's where we're at, but look, it's gonna be a fun game. I'm gonna see Dan tomorrow, I'll see Chris Fox tomorrow as well. 
should be a blast. We'll have fun, fun time tailgating. Um, one way or the other, Mike, after this game, I think we'll have a way more clear, definitive answer with Zach for the rest of the year. Why I took this long, I don't know. After Rodgers got hurt, I came on this podcast and said, if we don't get another quarterback right away, we are flushing the season down the toilet. Now they're four and four. They're doing better than I ever thought they would do with Zach. But yeah. you see the deficiencies when we have him as our quarterback. We're not going to win anything. We're not going to win a playoff game. We're not going to win the division with him as our quarterback. It's not happening. Um, there's no reality where that's happening. So that's pretty much where we're at, Jet fans. So, so um, do, we my, dub, do we take the W or do we take the L? Oh, yeah. I didn't get my prediction. I do think we're going to win this weekend. I think we're going to manage at least one scoring drive somehow. Some even man. though we just we don't, we don't only have eight, eight scoring drives the whole season. Um, we'll get one in there. And I think... I see a lot of – I think the, the Raiders are going to try to run the ball against the Jets. I don't see O'Connell. I mean, he has tremendous weapons, but I don't know if O'Connell already just light it up yet. We'll see. That's That might be what they do with passing against Jets. Passing against Jets for Mahomes, for all these great quarterbacks, has been difficult. I don't see a world where it's easy for Aiden O'Connell now, right? So their strength would be then to run it, but they haven't been the best at running. We're not good at running. So, so many things that are counterintuitive in my mind to make a prediction. It's hard to say. But I do think that we're going to get at least five field goals from Greg Zerline. I'm getting five field goals. Which and quarterback? Then I think one other touchdown on the board. So I see 22 to 10, Jet W. Which quarterback will get sacked more on Sunday? Oh, I'm I'm going to say Zach Wilson because he's giving up. So we're giving up. And I'm, it's not even look. These aren't even all the offensive lines' fault. Let's be let's be honest. Holding on to the ball forever. He's been sacked yep. thirty one times already. Eight eight last week. Now and Chargers have an okay defensive line. We know that, but this could be this could be trouble. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. The Raiders might so they'll put O'Connell not in the position to get sacked as much. Um, I think they're better at getting up the quarterback than us anyway. And Zach loves to just hang out. He I just I see a Crosby destroying him I and know. the ball just going flying up in the air. Someone grabs it and just runs it back for a touchdown. Like, I, I see, like, I don't want to have it happen. That's but you what just, I'm scared of. He's so <laughs> unaware at all times. And then you have, like, I'm just, it scares me. It, it does worry me, Mike. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I think. I do think we're going to walk away with the win. I think it'll be defensive-based. I think they're going to put us in a lot of good field position situations where we only need to get one first down or two and kick a field goal. That's why I think there'll be a lot of field goals. We don't score touchdowns. Prior to last week, though, we were, prior to the last two weeks, we were getting a lot of scoring drives. Just no touchdowns, right? So maybe we get back on track with that this week. That's where pretty much where I'm at, Mike. So um, I think we got everything covered, right, Mike? Yeah, man. All right, if anyone does want to get at us or support AEBG in any way, shape, or form, how could they do that? Guys, we're on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio on Twitter or X at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. On behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, on behalf of Christopher Schleich and the number one Raider fan in the nation, Dan Scampoli, my name is Keith Fowle. Good action this week, everybody. Peace out. All right. Cool. Good stuff. Good job, boys.